0: You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga Podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. I am Tara Lynn of Geek Saga Entertainment and welcome to The Thirst of the First Men Show. This webcast is modeled after my annual Con webcast, which features, well, a lot of drinking and a heaping helping of DragonCon info on the side. So today we're going to be discussing Ice and FireCon news, updates, cosplay, parties, and more... And have quite a few drinks in the process. I'm joined by Ashley, Dom, and Steve, who have all been attending Ice and Fire Con since its inception in 2013. So go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Let's do um, Ashley, Dom, and then Steve, because that's the order you are on my screen.
1: Sure. I'm Ashley. I'm mostly known from a podcast of Ice and Fire. We have the longest running Game of Thrones podcast, been around since before the show was around. I'm at Ashley Clegane on Twitter, and that's pretty much the best places you can find me.
2: I'm Dom. My very first con was Ice and Fire Con in 2013, like ever. And I met these three people there, and I've been going ever since. And you may recognize me if you've been to Ice and Fire Con, making a fool of myself on stage for your entertainment. And proud to do it every year.
3: And I am Steve Cantu, uh, one of the fabled Chicago boys of old. I am known as Stevie Cantu on Instagram and I just I love everyone on the screen right now.
0: And as I said, I'm Tara and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which I like barely use anymore, and Twitter also barely use anymore at a Geek Saga and on the web at a Also, don't forget that Geek Saga Entertainment has a Patreon. It does include ice and fire con news and updates. Everybody at the three dollar level and up per month gets Early Ice and FireCon news and updates, along with literally everything else that I do. So early versions of all of my podcasts. There are several of them. Too many really. And we've got 10 tiers ranging from a dollar a month to $40 a month. So yeah, it's like tons of ways to support us and you get great perks in return. Again, including early access to Ice and FireCon news and content. And after the convention this year, that will include early access to panel recordings. So you can check it out at patreon.com/slash geeksaga underscore entertainment. Now, for this webcast, we have a drinking game, (laughs) and for DragonCon, we have a long-running list that (laughs) literally gets longer every year (laughs) as we add stuff from the previous year. This one being a new webcast, I some FireCon version of it anyway, I'm starting from scratch, and I literally just kind of threw some things down, so we might end up adding some rules as we go along, but for now, uh, don't drink when I'm reading this list, y'all, please, we'll die. But For the rest of the webcast, drink when any of the following happens or is mentioned. Animal interruption, that would be dogs barking, cats wandering across your desk. I might be the only one who has this happen. And it might not happen because my dogs are shut out of the room and my cat is sleeping in her kitty bed on the other side of the office. We'll see. There Uh, might be
1: uh, a pep sighting.
0: Ooh, okay. So we have (laughs) have peps to possibly look forward to. (laughs) So other things. Pain is pleasure is mentioned. And I think honestly that needs to extend to Podric pain as well. Someone having to be voluntold to do something at Ice and Fire Con because they did a thing too well. We'll probably get into the description of this later, honestly, because there's definitely some some stories that led to voluntelling. If myself or Steve Mm -hmm. mentions champagne or champ, if (laughs) ermines are brought up at any point, (laughs) if we mention Dirty Dancing, the movie... (laughs) Somehow someone convinced me to add Chicago in general to this list, which seems very dangerous, but we don't have that many things on here. So I'm going with it. Chance That would be like bears, 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 stags, 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 or Martell, Martell, Martel, Martell, Martell. Like those, those are chants. So if those are mentioned and last but not least, at least for now, if we talk about macaroni and cheese at any point, that's a virtual, I think, Ice and Firecon 2021 reference, I don't remember all the things that went into it, but it became a big thing during Quiplash when we had our virtual convention that year. So I don't know if macaroni and cheese will actually come up, but maybe somebody can find a way to insert it into the conversation, who knows? So now that we've gone over the rules, We're going to jump right into all of our histories with Ice and Firecon. I know you each kind of made brief mention of things when you introduced yourself. Obviously, I'm the organizer. I was one of the founders and original organizers. We used to have more than one organizer. I've never done this alone. I've always had, if not other organizers, then as is currently. I have a small council of, is it five or six other people right now? I've lost count. I think it's five other people right now, but usually it's six. But we've got a spot open at the moment for reasons which we will handle after the convention this year because I'm not adding a brand new small council person right before I send FireCon this year. Uh, nothing bad. But, yeah, we do have a spot open for good reason. And, yeah, so I've been at the head of this since its inception when we first came up with the idea for the convention in 2012. And this is a big part of my life. Obviously. So, uh, Ashley, what about you? When and how did each of you find out about the very first Ice and Fire comp?
1: Okay, well, because of my podcast, uh, they were the con was reaching out to content creators within the fandom, and uh, we were reached out to, and we were like, hell yeah, we'll go to a con themed around Game of Thrones and I- Song of Ice and Fire. It's awesome. That was actually the first time I met one of my co-hosts because my co-hosts live all over the country so uh, the very first time I met Amin was at Ice and Fire Farm because he was flying from the other end of Canada and I was coming from Ontario at the time. And like after that I just got more and more involved every year until I was starting running events there. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I'm thinking back and back then, Podcast of Ice and Fire. So we came up again with the idea for the convention in 2012. So you guys, when we first started reaching out to people late 2012, you guys were kind of the only podcast at the time. We also reached out to like Westeros.org, but they're uh, the people who run it (laughs)
1: are
0: overseas. And also
1: worked out for the best yes thank you
2: that was
0: so well and politically put
2: (laughs) media training
1: the winter is coming uh... was also around back then but they're also in LA so that's another far trip too were
0: they I don't I I guess yeah they must have been oh and Tower of the Hand I think was as well and we did reach out to them they couldn't make it that year but they actually did come in 2014 somebody Mm -hmm. from Tower of the Hand did but yeah I mean you guys were the only like podcast podcast so That's, like, really taking it back, man. (laughs) So, Dom, how did you find out about the convention?
2: Ooh, let's see. I went to a Halloween store to look for Halloween costumes, uh, Halloween 2012, and I found, like, this, like, black king's robe, and I was like, oh, I should, like... Uh, like, what What if I, like, made this a Robert Baratheon costume, because I had a big-ass beard, and it was, like, the one costume I'd be able to do, and uh, <laughs> that's how all Robert Baratheon cosplayers happen. So, I, <laughs> I went and, like, googled, like, Robert Baratheon cosplay to, like, see what other people, like, I think specifically who, like, modeled their look after the books were doing, and I found the forum for the Ice and Firecon website back when there was a forum, and... Tara was talking to this other Robert cosplayer who didn't even show up about, like, oh, what if we did, like, what if we, like, all did, like, uh, like acted together? What if we did, like, scenes? And, and Tara and this Robert cosplayer whose name I don't even remember was, like, oh, yeah, we could do, like, the scene where they talk about Liana and, like, Robert's chambers. And I read that and went, like, oh, shit, I, I want to go to this, but I have to prepare a monologue, I guess? So uh, <laughs> I turned that, like... it was like an ultima like costume it's like the king from like ultima i found it like used and i turned that into robert baratheon added like stags to it and then i like told all of my buddies like oh we we gotta go to this uh game of thrones convention in ohio and one of them uh uh came with me shouts out to craig and i memorized a monologue to do as king robert and uh the rest is infamy i honestly didn't
1: remember us having a forum on our website, or I don't remember being that being on heard. that forum.
2: I think it was only there for like one year, and then like immediately, you're like, "We can just do this on Facebook."
0: That makes sense. So remember Facebook because
2: of certain someone who wouldn't
0: shut up on Facebook.
3: Who? Who would do that? We want to schedule. <laughs>
0: So, what about you, Steve? How did you guys find out, or you find out about us?
3: You know, guys? it was kind of fate. Also, check out, check out my, check out my tail over here. Waiting for oh. that interruption. <laughs> um,
1: uh, oh yeah, does that interruption. Count a, 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 yeah, does, does that count? Is a, sorry, yeah. Well, you, you mm-hmm. pointed it out, so it became an interruption.
3: I think it was kind of fated. So, one of the people that I worked with at the time knew knew that I was into the book series and show, whatnot, and she just casually mentioned one day hey did you know there's going to be a convention in Ohio and so of of course I lived with uh, Keith and RJ at the time so I run home and we all bought tickets and that first year Keith went all out he had his like uh, you know (laughs) like Jamie like coat um the duster that that for yeah the duster the, the first year to start yeah it was just a blast man I mean it's met some of the best friends in my life
0: so obviously how I found out about the convention is pretty obvious. Like, I mean, yeah. you know. But how was it founded? Technically due to DragonCon, Con, which is, means mm-hmm. this is kind of coming full circle because this idea for this particular webcast came from my annual Dragon Con webcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a couple of friends and I were at Dragon Con in 2012 and there was like one panel on the show and one panel on the books. And I mean, this was right after season Two right 2012 yeah so you would have thought that there would have been more but there was some costuming stuff like a costume group and whatnot but the amount of actual content at the convention focused around game of thrones and song of ice and fire was almost non-existent and we were like what the heck why don't we just make our own thing honestly it weirdly came together very quickly and very easily. Uh, We found Ravenwood in Ohio and they only needed like 1500 bucks, I think was the deposit, which is a lot of money. I mean, especially like myself and one of the other organizers at the time were working, but like, it's not like we were wealthy people that had just thousands of dollars laying around, but because they only needed this $1,500 deposit, we kind of pooled resources and did it. And I think we announced the convention in like early October or maybe even late September of that year. So it was just weeks after Dragon Con. It was super, super fast. So that's how it came to be. And after that, it was just kind of a lot of time running around online. I mean, I was posting in live journal ASWAF <laughs> groups. That's how old we are. <laughs> and, of course, on the WestRose.org forums and on the Game of Thrones and ASWAF subreddits, this is back before mm-hmm. they had to institute a gazillion rules because of the show and everything so we got pretty good feedback at the time on reddit that i think like a year or two later we tried posting and they were like no promoting but back in yield and days it wasn't that difficult so i mean granted we were so small our first year we had we could only fit like 60 something people at- i mean
1: i'm still trying to get over 1500 dollars for a deposit on a venue Right, <laughs> that's just blowing my mind right
0: now yeah deer creek actually isn't that much more but also it's just a that's just a deposit yeah. you know there's more money involved in actually paying for the facilities once you are there whatever but yeah so that's how that's how we came about and i guess my next question was what was everybody's favorite year so far
1: There's been so many, (laughs) and we were drinking at all of them. (laughs) It's kind of a blur.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be some. I mean, I know I have mine. I definitely have years that stand out more than others, right? Obviously, the first year was super up there because who the hell thought that we could make this happen and it would actually be enough of a success that we could do it again and people didn't hate it or hate us. But 2018 is Mm -hmm. up there with 2013 for, honestly, I can't pinpoint the particulars anymore. I'll get into, I think, at least one of them later. But just in terms of, despite it being our first year at Deer Creek, that was the year I felt things ran way smoother than was like, actually possible considering it was a first year at a new event it was my first year as sole organizer but we just had a lot of really great stuff happen that year the partying was like on point that year flea bottom fet that year was probably the best one so far at least for me (laughs) so that one's definitely a a standout (laughs) but yeah so anybody else favorite favorite year or i guess i guess you can tie them up if you need to
1: I mean I I know I should say the year I got proposed to but the actually the the <laughs> thing that was the best was the following year when we did the stag and doe to raise money for the wedding. Oh. That so much that fun. that was kind of like encapsulated everything I love about Ice and Fire Com because like here are all these people some of them I barely know and we're putting on this fundraiser just for my wedding. <laughs> And people were just shelling out money and we were playing games. So it's like uh, you guys in the U.S. don't really have steak and doughs from what I understand. No. But it, in Canada, we, we put on it, it's basically a party, but it's it's like there's all kinds of games, raffles, um, door prizes, uh, like gambling, anything you can think of uh, fun. You know, pay money in jars and whoever has more money, that's the person who gets the pie in the face between the bride and the groom, stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah. And the fact that we were in the U.S., people didn't even know what a stag and dough was. And just everyone came together to help out. And I mean, it wasn't an official event by any means. It was was like the the Thursday before like the kickoff (laughs) night, too. And it it just like uh, it's just like the warm and fuzzies. When I think back, it's like, oh, people actually like me. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember (laughs)
0: us talking about the stag and dough before it happened. And I was like, listen, guys, I'm okay with this happening. But we have to make it very clear that this is not Ice and Fire con related. Like, I don't want people to think they're like raising money for the convention and finding out otherwise. Like,
1: I'm also was, getting like, proposed to. That was that was right up there. Yeah, too. yeah. Come on now. <laughs>
0: Your Keith's proposal to you is like one of my top things, just because I was like ugly crying over it. <laughs> There's literally photos of me ugly crying. I have a bad feeling one of them might have made it into the yearbook.
2: <laughs> well, I feel like a basketball player or something, you know. But I'm just like, you know, uh, my favorite year every year is just uh, the year that came forth last year. Uh, you know, you gotta work with the momentum you got. Take it one week at a time. You know, 365 days, seven days a week. No, I really think uh, 2022 <laughs> is my favorite year. There was there was so much going on, like in general and for me personally. Uh, for me personally, I like, you know, went from acting in the musical and like writing like, I don't know, 40 to 50 percent of the songs or something to like being in charge of the musical and having like, you know, upgrading to all that responsibility and it was like tough and i didn't sleep but i felt so fulfilled like the the second the metaphorical curtain dropped uh (laughs) uh i just remember thinking like i've really like accomplished something and all the new people that came in 2022 david j peterson just like and not only that but just like coming out of covid and two virtual ice and fire cons and then like finally seeing everyone in person it was like i think like my big moment in, like, my life and the way I'm going to, like, remember COVID of, like, oh, and that was the moment where I felt like I got to the other side. You know what I mean? It really felt like that, like, things were going to be okay and things were going to start going back to normal because, like, I could see all of my nerd friends and say the same eight inside jokes all weekend in the woods (laughs) in Ohio. It just really felt like, damn. Oh, and not to mention Steve's empanadas. (laughs)
0: <laughs> award-winning, empanadas, award-winning according empanadas according to quiplash mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it was like that scene where lancel comes in wearing or wearing Renly's armor you know it was like midnight empanadas last minute thing but uh <laughs> I, I love everything you just said dom and I, I think maybe that because it's so fresh in my mind that 2022 is like huge and then also like Tommy's involvement was like way ramped up and he's become one of my best buddies originally before anybody answered I was going to say the first year at Mountain Lake Lodge just because of the seclusion everybody just being disconnected because there was no such thing as like Wi-Fi or oh my god signal out there.
1: I don't think I had that either.
3: <laughs> Ravenwood was very similar, but Ravenwood was also like a 15-minute drive to town. Mountain Lake Lodge, you had to go True. up those like switchback roads. Oh, like man. that was terrible. <laughs> <It> was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying.
0: Oh god, especially in the fog. I can't remember what year oh. it was, but there was one year I, yeah. I think it was 2016 for me. Well, it depends on what day you came in too. But I 2016 feel like it was both yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, 2016 was the year it was like really chilly and rainy yeah. a lot of the weekend. So that's why I'm assuming it was that year. But yeah, I just remember driving up that mountain in – God, what was I driving at the time? It wouldn't have been my car. I had to have borrowed a car because mine wouldn't have been big enough. But Tara was
2: in a, a carriage house and they actually had to take the wheels off to fit it through the gate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> was in the wheelhouse mountain lake lodge was one of those ones where it's like i agree the seclusion was great it was a beautiful location granted it wasn't a castle like ravenwood was but it was a really beautiful lodge bar there was top notch i mean best bar of all three locations for sure and i love i loved ravenwood right the people there were so great i love deer creek also people there are so great but Mike the bartender, man.
2: Mike!
0: <laughs> are we going to get him to come? <laughs> I wish. His mixed drinks, like his themed mixed Those drinks. Were
1: so cool. And
0: they were all like top-notch drinks too, like muddled. There was one year there was one with like muddled blueberries. And, oh my gosh, That was so like good. a White
2: Walker one or something, yeah.
0: Yeah, so good, so good. Well, I mean, we've kind of already delved into this a little bit, but what are your favorite Ice and Firecon memories? Let's keep it to like three, max of well, three. Well, that's
1: too hard.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> that's why I thought about this all week and you guys didn't.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm not allowed. I, I already said two, so those ones are off. I got to pick another three. Yep.
3: Just for hilarity's sake, uh, RJ and the uh, boat.
1: <laughs> that's
2: never going to go one. One. <laughs> <Is>
3: never.
2: RJ <laughs> stole the boat, y'all. All <laughs>
3: It, it wasn't even that he stole a boat wearing his Victorian Yay Joy costume, but it's that he was hauling it like 300 yards from that tiny little lake.
0: It wasn't even a lake. It was a dry pit that had a little bit of water in the middle <laughs> simply because it had been raining a lot. It's,
3: like It's the, filled again now, right?
2: Yeah, there's
1: a lake again. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know if it's because they had heavy rains for a long time or if they just filled it manually. I mean, How they, they manually lake? filled it with buckets.
1: <laughs> about how it was like a phenomenon happening. like Yeah, they had, like they did, a new yeah. vein
2: of the aquifer or something, yeah.
0: Okay, so RJ stealing a boat, what else? Didn't All right, Dom, what about you?
2: I already uh, kind of alluded to this, but it was like the, okay, my number one all-time ice and firecon memory, and it's like... I think Dean took a picture of this, but it's like me just like exhausted, running on two hours of sleep, sitting on the edge of the stage after Queens covered in confetti. And then like Anna and Tara just come up to me and like put their heads on my shoulder. I was just like, okay, now I can start having fun again. And that was just whenever I think of like the feeling that I said Firecon gives me, it's that feeling of being exhausted, but like two of your great friends are there.
0: Yes, we do have, like, two pictures of it. I also believe one of those might have made it into the year. Hell yeah!
2: My eye patch is, like, on my forehead, because I'm like, I can't have this on my face We're all anymore. just kind
0: of looking gross and, like, disheveled after dancing around on stage for an hour.
2: <laughs>
0: so what about you, Ashley? What's, what's your first one?
1: Uh, it's got to be the first year of the musical. Doing the uh, Westeros, the first run-through. I mean, just being invited to take part in it, and... Oh, it was just, you know, for a kid that's always wanted to be a theater kid, but was never allowed. <laughs> I mean, it kind of like just made, it's uh, made my decade.
0: Westeros 2018 was one of mine, so I'm going to piggyback on you for that because obvious segue is obvious, but as much as I've loved all of the musicals and, I, you know, what I love about Queens is that having such a smaller cast and also having way longer to learn things due to pandemic, because <laughs> this it was supposed to happen at Ice and Firecrown 2020 and didn't until 2022 it was definitely more polished or I felt I at least was more polished with it than I was with the previous ones. But like as much as all of the musicals have been a freaking blast and it's been amazing being part of each of them, mostly Westeros 2018. Like yes, Westeros 2019 was a big full production, but Westeros 2018 was the first time we'd done anything like that. And we were able to totally surprise everybody with it. Nobody had any idea it was Hamilton based. Nobody had any idea about anything.
2: The screams from the audience, incredible. like when when that first like dun 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 dun, and people start screaming, <laughs> I will never forget that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was such a small production compared to the next year, right?
2: Yeah,
1: I was, I was still... more nervous the second year. I th- I felt a lot more calm the first year. That's kind of why it's that Maybe... moment of surprise, man. I think
2: I think Dragonstone was so chill about it in the second year because we had like we had James Bell just like. What's the opposite of like hyping us up, hyping us down the whole time being like <laughs> you don't have to stress like the stakes have never been lower. just relax. He was so like having that in our corner was what a what a Davos move, honestly yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh what about next memory? Steve what about you?
3: I love the any year's flea bottom uh in particular uh, the birth of the squat of ice and fire. And, <gasps> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yes! That's for sure, because it wasn't something that Dom and planned. I planned. I believe that was the same year as the birth of Skelly Night, right? Maybe Skelly
1: Night was the Mountain Lodge. The birth of Skelly was twenty. I think the squat was
2: twenty sixteen too.
3: I think it was too, because I recall seeing pictures the next morning of us squatting for no reason.
2: I'm trying to think. All of those, all of those chants we do at the FET are just running together. Yeah, uh, right? The chant. Oh shit. The, <laughs>
0: I almost put the squat in the drinking thing too, <laughs> but I was like, ah, are we really going to work that in? Of course. Of course. Of course I should have right known. known better. <laughs> this is like... So flea bottom fets in general, but mostly the squat year. Yeah. That sounds so bad. <laughs> the
3: squat year. <laughs>
0: Hold on, I got to start making notes for Ice and Firecon Bingo. <laughs> if anybody's watching this live <laughs> or watching it later, take note <laughs> of things that we say cuz I'm looking I'm always looking for Ice and Firecon related things that even new people might know. All right, Don, what about you, next memory?
2: How many people do you think were there in 2017?
0: Oh, 2017 was our biggest year by like 80% or something crazy. So I want to say it was like 170 something.
2: And that's the last year at Mountain Lake, right? Yeah.
0: The second year and last year yeah. at Mountain
2: Lake. Yeah. Okay. Because we outgrew um, it. <laughs> because that being said, if it's if it's 170 people, it felt like the mammals were playing to an arena because the energy in that like very normal ass room when there was just like a band playing on the floor, you know, and it's like not even like a stage stage, right? Was just like you were like seeing like the Rolling Stones or or somebody, you know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. gonna say Manimals 2017. Everyone is emotional because Ashley has just been proposed to, <laughs> you know. Um, and then j- just I think like a lot of us had been just like binge like binging that album, like wanting to know all the words and sing along. So people are like, people are screaming. Items of clothing are being revealed. They're <laughs> surprise dragons, and people are dancing, headbanging. I just remember looking around and being like. This is like the most disproportionate crowd to energy level I've ever seen in my life.
0: That year was such an extra year for us, right? Because we actually lost a lot of attendees when we moved from Ravenwood to Mountain Lake because there were a lot of people who drove to Ravenwood who didn't want to drive to Virginia. Understandable. It was also very, very difficult to fly To that area. Oh, yeah. Um, Because the closest airport was close to an hour away or about an hour away. And it was a tiny airport. So it was extremely expensive. It's
2: like Roanoke, right?
1: Yeah. And you had to take really random flights to get there. You couldn't just fly there from any city. You'd have to do all these connections to get there. This is why that colony
2: disappeared off the face of the earth. It's so hard to get to. to, Yeah. (laughs) We had to
0: like totally revamp our entire like marketing strategy. (laughs) We didn't really have much of a marketing strategy prior. To right after Ice and Fire Con 2016, actually. And we had to totally revamp how we were doing things and what areas we were targeting and everything because of that change in location. And I'm just really glad that a lot of the people that came to us in Virginia continued on with us when we moved back to Ohio. I think that says something for sure. But yeah, it was 2017 was a very extra year because of. The fact that we, despite that we actually had fewer people in 2016 than we had in 2015, our third and last year at Ravenwood, we had, like I said, it was it was something crazy, like 80% growth or something between 2016 and 2017. It was our first yeah. year we did fandom faves, first year History of Westeros was there, and there were a couple like big Tumblr names that were also... There, swap university. That's what it is. Emmett and Wendy, I believe mm-hmm. uh, used to have, I don't know if they still do a university on Tumblr, but so we had them and I want to say there was one other.
2: Brendan B fish.
0: Oh yeah. Brendan B fish was there Yep. Yeah, in 2017. And if, obviously Ashley and Amin had been coming. So, so they were like our OG fandom faves. Yeah. So it was just a, uh... Such a such a revamp, and so extra. 2017 was a good year. Not my favorite.
1: When did I join the council?
0: Oh, early. You joined the council, like, 2014 or 2015, I think. I
1: thought it was Mountain Lake.
0: It might have been, but it was definitely a long time ago. Okay, so I guess, Ashley, next memory.
1: Oh, geez, there's been... Okay, so I'm going to... How do I... So I have a group of friends in Chicago, which is really oh, random. Damn it. Oh, shoot. You know, Steve
2: told the whole story about how we found out about the con without mentioning the city. And here you go.
1: <laughs> well, it's weird because, okay, I used to be really big into the Harry Potter fandom. And I met these group of girls to the Harry Potter fandom and we just became friends. So I got them to come to the one year at, at Ice and Fire Con. Man, we've had some great mashup cosplays. Um, the one year, though, that really stands out. It wasn't even our big costume. It was kind of our second day costume. It was uh, the Dothraki Horde. And we got all these blow-up horses... And so we we were just walking around with all these horses, and then we go to the karaoke night, and we couldn't decide what song to pick. And we were getting like at each other's throats about this because there's like there's like eight of us, and, and we're just like everyone has a different opinion, and no one could decide on one thing to do. And then someone had the brilliant idea of lonely island on a boat, because the Dathraki, they get on a boat to <laughs> <laughs> cross the narrow sea. We were just like, yes. And so just being up there, mumbling the lyrics, because none of us actually knew them all, except for the on a boat part. I, I don't know. I just like the mashup costumes every year have been amazing. And uh, that's the one that just stands out the most to me. This time
0: I'm going all the way back to beginning very first Ice and Fire Con, late Saturday night. The official Flea Bottom Fet as a dance party year was 2014. So like we I think we had something mm-hmm. called the Flea Bottom Fet in 2013, but it was like basically just a drinking game night and hanging out. But yeah. in 2013, we did karaoke on Saturday night. Like that was our <laughs> big thing on Saturday night. And so yeah. we'd been karaokeing and having a blast and just having a great weekend, like all around. And Ashley, who I had never met before that weekend and was my roommate, by the way. You came up to me Saturday night and you were just like, I didn't know what to expect. And this was like one of the best times I've ever had. Like, thank you so much for doing this. And it was just having this person who's on, at the time, the only ASOF podcast (laughs) that I knew of, honestly so people knew you, you were cool, and like a little bit fandom famous. And you came up to me and you were like, Oh my God, thank you so much for this. This was amazing. And also just like you and I had had a great time together all weekend. And I was like, I made a new friend. Cause like I was a very shy person in high school. So, and even a little bit in college. So like, even though I'm not anymore, it's still super fucking exciting to me to make a new friend who I have like a lot in common with and can already tell I'm having a good time with whatever. And then have that person like come up and hug me and be like, Oh my God, this, this is great. Thank you so much for doing this. It's just like still always going to be one of my top three better.
2: Can I share a karaoke memory from 2013?
1: Yes, I have to let for my sure. cat out of the office. Anyway.
2: Oh, do it! No, that, just, that's I, like that's a
1: pet interruption. Yeah. Hey!
2: <laughs> no, I just always remember listening to 2013 podcast of Ice and Fire ice and fire con recap and Amin and ashley keep like calling me young robert baratheon they're like young robert baratheon did this young robert baratheon did that and then i think ashley goes oh his name is dom by the way and he does a great war pigs (laughs) (laughs) i think at one point like Amin says robert baratheon and craig and you're like his name is dom by the way
1: (laughs) i don't remember this but
2: yeah i've lived with a compliment forever ashley i'm very i'm very proud you like my black sabbath
0: what memory are we three. on are we On memory three now okay three. so Steve what's your what's your last top mm-hmm. three memories
3: oh it's so difficult but I, I think that I think it was 2020 the tournament where we first did the surprise phrase
0: uh that would be 2019 <laughs> I believe <laughs> not
2: 2020 That
3: 20 <laughs> it, it
2: wouldn't be 2020 something might have happened in 2020 oh yeah definitely not
3: twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 2019, where it was, like, the first big group, because um, Dan Pepper and I had done the, you know, the twinning sign, uh, I think, 2018. And so, 2019 was when it was, like, a full group, right?
1: That just reminds me, because, like, you, you there were plans for the following year.
3: <laughs> yes, there were. There
1: were many plans that were going on, and it just, you know, it's sad that it never came to fruition, but... Uh, yeah, th- that was going to continue.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do believe that the Peppers are coming back this year.
3: Hell so. yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Don, what about you? Third and final topic. Oh,
3: I
2: feel like I need to change my answer after hearing Steve's. Um, <laughs> You know, I did like a, a Deer Creek and a Ravenwood. Or a Deer Creek and a Mountain Lake. So I'm like, oh, do I have a Ravenwood memory? But like after hearing Steve's, I definitely want to give a shout out in Another 2022, I told you it was my favorite year, to A Song of Ice and Fire Emblem at the tournament. Just tournament costumes in general. We have the phrase, we had A Song of Ice and Fire Emblem, uh, where we all did Fire Emblem mashups. uh, Especially because, like, it's been my favorite video game since I was 13. And, like, everyone got into it over the pandemic. And I came back, like, you know who I'm dressed as? What? And, uh, you know, uh, History of Westeros doing, like, The Green Men. And I guess all of that culminates, yeah, I'm going to say tournament 2022, all the group costumes, like the whole uh, the Fire Emblem squad sitting together and like cheering on our uh, entrance and then culminating with <laughs> with the second engagement, with the, yeah, the, uh, with the Pat yeah, Mallory yeah. engagement that I am like forever humbled that Pat was like, Dom, you have... You have little inhibition. Do you want to do something dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> and I got to I got to help him propose, and it's one of the happiest uh, mm-hmm. Ice of Firecon memories I have.
0: All right, Ashley, what's your uh, third memory?
3: Sorry, While you're thinking, like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll throw out a, a 3.5, <laughs> if that's okay. And that would be uh, Ziggy Dark Stardust getting sick, <laughs> and Ashley... <laughs> That was, nursing him
1: dark stardust. that was actually what i was like do i want to tell that or not <laughs> oh
2: steve can i do a 3.5 yeah. if it's related yeah, yeah sure yeah. it is uh james and lydia in year two coming as over and Alaria, and like uh keith giving james too much of his like polish grapefruit uh liqueur <laughs> or whatever and him like falling asleep in a sunbeam like a cat and we have to like wake him up for the costume contest, but he does not miss a beat because James is always on it. And when he like comes down to the costume contest and he goes, where is Alaria, my paramour? And Lydia goes, I am but a prop to you. And he he, like finds her and goes, no, I am incomplete without you. And everyone going, aww.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, since we're talking about 2015, I will just say I was racking my brain about a third one but I think in the end, it's got to be Ermines, And I'm
1: sorry. Oh i like, yeah. that drink. <laughs> this drink. is like everything that I was going to say. And I was just like, how do I say this? And then you guys all just like. <laughs> so Ermines drink.
2: And who are you? The proud Keith said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I want to tell this story for anybody that's listening. Because I can almost guarantee you that the word Ermines will end up on the Ice and Fire Con bingo if you're going to be there to play on Thursday evening. The ermine thing came about back, it was in very late 2014 or possibly very early 2015, where there was this gif of an ermine popping its head out of a stump and being like, like turning its head around, super cute, looking adorbs. And it was going around. And for whatever reason, Ashley's husband now and all of our friend Keith hated that gif. Or maybe he was just pretending to hate it. I don't know. We never know with Keith. But he just like (laughs) copped so much attitude about that gif That it became a thing where then when we released the schedule that year, because Keith also, we briefly mentioned earlier, was always shouting for the schedule like months before it could ever possibly have been created. (laughs) Um, So when we created the schedule that year, the first version we put out was a joke version that just had ermines in it just pictures of ermines and like ermine (laughs) panel number one, ermine photo shoot number two, whatever. And then at the convention, several of us had ermine onesies. I believe there might have also been a stuffed ermine or 12. I'm pretty sure I still have like five of them. There were ermine stickers that were put on people's cars. And Saturday night at when everybody gathered together, um, so now we do the late night parties at the cabins at Deer Creek, which are a little farther from the lodge, but at Ravenwood, everything was very close together. But we had the silversmith, which was the biggest cottage. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was at the silversmith party, you know, hanging out, drinking, playing music in the backyard, whatever. And a bunch of us snuck away and peppered Keith's room with ermine things. <laughs> so it, it was only that year. I mean, it came back as a joke in in like our little friend group after that, or it has come back obviously over and over again. I just remember I was laughing so hard I almost pissed myself. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Robert at the end
2: Feast for crows. Cersei is slowly becoming Robert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. So Ashley, did you have a third one? Or are you just piggybacking on You guys on have
1: all kind of, of encompassed it. That just whole situation and the fact that Keith and I are also two of the most shy people ever. And And despite the fact that we we had been flirting with each other for two years straight, (laughs) still wouldn't talk to each other in person. So,
0: so. Well, real quick, I'm going to bring in Sean from History of Westeros. Sean, since you're joining us, you want to tell us a little bit about how you well, I mean, I, th- I guess we probably all kind of know how you started coming to Ice and FireCon, but how and when you started coming to Ice and FireCon and maybe a couple of, like, favorite year, favorite memory, whatever.
4: The first time that I went, I think, was pretty sure it was 2018. I think it was the first one at Deer Creek. And it, I've been to a, a bunch of cons. I, I went to a lot when I was younger, but I honestly, I, was, I wasn't I was going for the cons. I was going for the Magic tournaments, I, oh. the, the Magic card game, and... um. And I was like, man, I don't care about all this nerve stuff. I'm just here to play magic yeah. <laughs> And, you know, Dragon Con is in Atlanta, and it's huge. It's like, it's a different sort of animal. But anyway, as Easton Shea, you know, I was doing the... They were getting me into Game of Thrones, getting me into the podcast, and, you know, I... It, it maybe was new for there to be cons centered around game of thrones i, I guess world Con, there's stuff where, you know martin's works have been around for a while but they went the year before i think it was in virginia and came back with all these stories and pictures and people they would met and all this buzz and excitement you have to go next year i'm like all right all right i'll go next year yeah so it was you know it was really cool to to meet people that i was you know kind of new online but to meet them in person and and, you know, Dragon Con is like a huge con, 80,000 people or something like that. And and it's neat and cool in a lot of ways. Part of why it's so big is because it represents so many different genres. There's people there for Predator and random Japanese anime from 1992 and Aliens and D&D and like everything you think of, any kind of nerd, sci-fi, fantasy, anime I mean, they have, like, wrestling. They have, like, professional wrestling in Tricon. So you get all these different groups of people all mixed together in a huge crowd. But I said Firecon was so unique because everyone is there for Game of Thrones, for, you know, the works of George Martin or whatever. And it's a little bit more, you know, obviously a smaller crowd, but you're, there's a more definitive bond you have with every single person there. And, uh, you know, that was a, a neat dynamic that I appreciate. And, um, you know, I could go on and on with a million different things that I love about it that it you guys were, like, listing off your favorite year and favorite moments. You have more years to pick from than me. I don't know if it's meaningful to pick mine.
0: My... Yeah, I mean, if you have a favorite year, and definitely favorite memories, favorite moments, for sure.
1: Super curious about people who, you know, like, weren't there from the beginning and how, how they found out and decided to keep coming and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, it's I...
4: history
0: of Westeros, so that's, like, an easy... <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's yeah, an was, easy out. <laughs> it was probably uh, yeah. destined for me to go there eventually, yeah. but I imagine a lot of people find out through the grapevine, probably through Twitter and Facebook group and word of mouth, and maybe even other cons. Like I think I, I think I might have met you, Tara, and maybe you too, Ashley, at DragonCon. Dragon Con. In fact, that's another like I don't know like a favorite element. I don't know how many people were listening to this who might be going for the first time this year but I, I i had this thought that it's almost like um in in the beginning of game of thrones when robert and court are showing up at winterfell when you first go to ice and fire kind of like oh that's tara she runs the event oh that's lady gwen from radio westeros you know it's like sunson aria pointing out all the the people that you know of but haven't met now they are in person you know it's really fun and exciting just to Get the exposure of all the personalities there. You know, never mind the, the meat and potatoes over the panels. I love panels. like uh, you know, all the other extracurricular activity, the Skelly Night and the Tournament and the Faceless Man and the Musical, like just I mean, every day, like three lifetime memories are created for like four days in a row. It's I can't go on enough about how <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> it's true.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. I think I've probably forgotten more memories. Yeah, that,
1: that's that's remember. what I what I like about this is people talking about it because i'm like oh i forgot about that i wish i hadn't forgotten about that but i'm happy i now don't remember it
0: it just takes one mention of one thing and then you're like oh yeah that that thing that thing that was kind of putting the yearbook together has been a fucking journey (laughs) that's it's Yeah, it's been a fucking journey, by the way. And part of that was seeing pictures that people sent in and that the yearbook committee helped me collect. And also talking with the small council and other friends about like, what what do you think were the top memories from each year, etc. And it's like, there's some things that people mentioned that I was like, Oh, God, I totally forgot. I mean, obviously not rj stealing the boat that is etched in my (laughs) memory for the rest of my life but there's so many so many little things that like they might not have made it into like top memories list or whatever you know they get shoved to the side your brain can only hold so much or at least mine can only hold so much someone is asking sean did you meet rita at the first time at ice and fire con
4: i did i i knew her from online already we had interacted and it's a little easier like in retrospect to say that we were flirting but at the moment I wasn't sure if we were flirting you know but, <laughs> but that is a, a contender for for uh, top memory a reason my the first one might be my pick for favorite because I met her and um, you know that lots of swirling of memories mixed up in that I, I I remember I don't think she got there until Saturday maybe at least friday i know she wasn't there on thursday maybe she got that I can't, I can't remember exactly but i remember we were in the little restaurant in the in the lodge and i was sitting there i think with lady gwen and ashia maybe someone else and rita was like on her way she had landed she was getting a car or whatever and, and i you know i was kind of excited and antsy and i said something maybe someone sat at the table or asked a question i was like oh i'm waiting for rita to get here and they're like we you know <laughs> <laughs> like I was obvious, huh? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, and I, I another another moment. You know, but before I go on with this, uh, if I may, um I had this thought that there are sort of like two types of memories at Ice and Firecom, and it's probably break it up in a million ways, but but one way is these sort of like big, spectacular, planned, scheduled, regular events that everyone takes part in, the tournament mm-hmm. the musical where. But then there's also like these little small personal moments that happen through the course of things too. Like, I think everyone remembers the Queen's musical, but that moment that Dom had after the, with his patch up and people, you know, that that's a little bit more of like a private, but very powerful, memorable little moment you had. So, and that's again, another thing about the con, you have this this range of types of things happening, but I uh, we, we were going to go on a hike, which by the way, the Deer Creek College in Ohio is a lot of beautiful scenery around you just on a lake and uh, there's little trails and stuff and we were trying to organize a group of people to go out on a hike but you know how it is when you're trying to get like eight people together at the same time in the same place we, especially in the middle of the calm and everything going on so eventually i suggested to Rita, i was like let's just go let's just start hiking let's just head out we can meet up with people later they'll get organized there'll be another hike let's just head out just us you know She's like, okay, sure. But we didn't quite know where we were going or where the trail was or where it led to or whatever. But we were on that balcony, I guess, you know, like but next to where the restaurant is. And I and I'm like, well, you know, that's the lake, that's the coast, that's the trail. It's gotta be, you know, right there. Let's just go shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And she's like, Well, how do we get down? Let's just jump over the ledge. <laughs> and she's like, Seriously, like. I'm down if you are. And I think outside of character for her, it's a little more for me to do stuff outside the box, you know, but she, I think now she probably can't believe she did it looking back. But, but we just jumped over the side of that. You know, like, I don't know, eight or 10 feet tall. I had to like Holy lower shit. my sound. And we just like took off, just like headed out to the lake, to the trail. So um, I don't know. That was like, Part of our, our meeting story, you know, just jumping over that ledge,
1: you know. <laughs> Meet cute. <laughs> Did you come across any of the cats? Oh
4: yeah. Or
1: yeah. the groundhogs.
2: <laughs> or the groundhog. Yeah.
4: Or the
0: one groundhog? Is it one groundhog or several? Who knows? Or the white squirrel? There's
2: I didn't also, see the white squirrel. There's no also an squirrel. albino yeah.
0: squirrel. Yeah.
2: The groundhog, it's 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 kind of like a, the Lannisters on House of the Dragon. It's one groundhog playing twins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to get into some ice and fire con tips and tricks and this is kind of a short list for me um but you guys might have some more because as organizer obviously i'm very like narrow one track minded with a lot of things but my number one tip slash trick for ice and fire con is that cash is king we are not having a silent auction this year but that is mostly because with everything that happened with the pandemic it became really difficult to ask creators to provide physical items when materials are costing so much and, and we can only give them advertising. Basically, in the past, that was never an issue, but we had turned to the point where we felt kind of icky the, about The
1: world has changed. Yeah,
0: yeah. So no a silent auction this year, but we do have quite a bunch of past Ice and Firecom branded items. We still have some coffee mugs from 2018. I believe we still have some water bottles from 2017 and most of these don't have the year on them. I think the 2017 water bottles do but the coffee mugs are just like an ice and fire con branded coffee mug it's and when i say coffee mug i wish i had mine here but it's, it's like a to-go mug i think we still have some of the keychain flashlights from the infamous this is from ice and fire con 2016 which is the weirdest thing because we <laughs> gave everybody these little their bottle opener keychain flashlights okay so yeah. it's three in one it's a keychain, it's it's a mini flashlight, and it's a bottle opener. And we lost power at Mountain Lake in 2016, the great power outage that caused the Faceless Man uh, <laughs> massacre
1: in 2016. Sorry, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was dead.
0: <laughs> Figuratively, guys. Figuratively, not literally. (laughs) But yeah, so we still have some of those left um, that we'll be selling. We have a crap ton of koozies from last year, the koozies from last year. So it's an Ice and Fire Con branded koozie that also has a bottle opener attached to it you know that's not even planned
1: i just gotta like that's one of those memories that you forget about but you're just happy that you've been reminded yeah and also the power
0: outage like it lasts it only (laughs) lasted in the lodge for like 20 minutes okay the cabins the cottages lost it like all night
4: yeah but
0: the lodge only lost it for like 20 minutes but For those of you who haven't attended the convention, the Faceless Man Assassin game is something you do have to sign up for prior to the convention. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But basically, you are assigned somebody to assassinate with a plastic spoon. You have to poke them with the plastic spoon. And because the power went out, it was just it was just a massacre. The person who is running it that year, Brian E., I'm pretty sure he had trouble keeping track of <laughs> how many people, quote unquote, died in the great power outage. But yeah, so we have quite a few Ice and FireCon branded items. And I also am 90. 90- 100% sure. I just have to figure out logistics uh, that we'll be doing a sort of yard sale on Sunday, which will include silent auction items from the past where and I'm not kidding you, this happened. We would do these like themed packages and someone would pick up the package and be like, I don't want this, just keep it. Or, you know, every once in a while, there's a silent auction item that doesn't get picked up at all. So pretty sure we're going to do like a sort of yard sale on Sunday of Ice and FireCon. So again, cash is king. Definitely plan on bringing it and not just for the Ice and FireCon branded items, when, which you can buy when you register or literally anytime registration is open, but for the Saturday night cash bar, which I think they take cards. Am I right? I
2: think they do, but the, okay. the, the machine just, like, has to think for a long time.
0: Okay, so, yeah, it, Deer Creek
1: Internet is Definitely not great. Definitely preferable not to do that. Yeah, yeah De- Deer Creek I, Internet, not great.
2: Can so. I add something to the mm-hmm. to the notion that cash is king, Tara? Mm-hmm. Cash is king, but try to get cash before you get to Deer Creek. Oh, because yes. Yes. Yeah, because the ATM can run out.
0: Oh, it or does. down. Every year. Oh, yeah. yes. Every year it is either run out or broken down i, I yes. think it's broken down more than it's run out the, the oh, iron bank yes. breaks yeah <laughs> so yeah cash 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 yes as dom said bring it with you please do not plan on the the single like 40 year old is what it looks like atm at deer creek actually working
2: it feels kind of like ironic that westeros cersei and queen cersei are compared like complaining about the money running out <laughs> huh oh. had a bad time in bravos oh. or something <laughs>
1: every year though i see like one of the uh, non-convention attendees trying to get the atm to work and like just getting upset at it it's just like sorry i
0: will say this we do give everybody a gift when they check in for the convention somebody did mention to-go mugs are great for portable libations yes they are the gift we are offering this year is the sort that allows for portable libations i will say that i will also say this it is smaller than our to-go cups from 2018 and personally i think the to-go cups from 2018 were the best in terms of being carryable even compared to the ones we're doing for this year and also please help me get rid of these things <laughs> 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 they don't cost a lot i think we charge five dollars each for the to-go mugs. it's not it's not a lot of money i'm pretty sure it's five bucks each for the to-go mugs. so yeah cash is king but bring your cash with you please and also again like even with the cash bar accepting cards they have a tip jar and also please tip your housekeeping people as well that's something we I always really press with Dragon Con and I've never really thought to press with Ice and Fire Con I don't really think it's an issue or a need, hopefully. But like, please plan on tipping housekeeping at Deer Creek. We are a very big weekend for them, for everybody that works there. So tip the people who are cleaning your room, even if you don't let them in your room all weekend, because at the end of the weekend, they still have to clean your dirty ass room. (laughs) The next one is bring food slash drinks slash snacks. The sit down restaurant is very slow. Hear me, dragons! I was listening to their Ice and Fire, their post Ice and FireCon webcast last year, and they were complaining about ketchup. I think it was a story where the waitress brought them ketchup, but it or there was ketchup on their table, but it was like so empty they couldn't get anything out of it. And she was like, no, you got to finish it before I can bring you another one or something. I feel like that's what was said. And I was like, first of all, I can tell you exactly where the ketchup is in that restaurant. I know the corner that it's put in. And it's not even hidden. It's just out there on like a cart in a corner. It's not in a back room. It's in the restaurant itself. But also, it was a funny story that always reminds me to tell people that the sit-down restaurant, the single like full-service sit-down restaurant at Deer Creek is very slow. I mean, it is slow even when... You're there on Wednesday evening for dinner and hardly anybody else is there or Sunday evening for dinner and hardly anybody else is there. The bar food, which they serve like pizza, burgers, um, chicken fingers, that sort of thing, it's faster, but it can get backed up during the obvious busy times like the the noon to two lunch hour, the five to seven dinner hours, whatever. So having snacks is always a big plus. Just like sodas, the gift shop has Starbucks coffee, like they do make like lattes and stuff like that. That If it's the same woman who was there last year, who was also there in 2018 and 2019, the people who work at the gift shop are freaking great. But Mm -hmm. again, it's not necessarily the fastest thing. So always suggest bringing food and stuff. I believe that the regular rooms, which is basically any room that's like two queens or a single king bed, like a regular standard room, they only have a mini fridge. But the deluxe rooms, and Ashley, you stayed in a loft last year. Did they have a microwave? No. It must be just the deluxe rooms that have a microwave. And then in the the cabins, they have microwaves and also stoves.
1: So you can cook things. I could be misremembering, but I'm fairly certain there was not a microwave.
4: The restaurant and even the gift shop, they're only open certain hours. And so I would say the average person at a con and this crowd is not going to bed at, you know, 10 p.m. or 11. But you might still Mm -hmm. want a snack or soda at midnight or 1 a.m. Yep. So yeah, stock up or plan ahead. And and the lodge is not there's it's not like in the middle of a city. It's in the middle of the woods. It's, so it's a bit of a drive if you want to go out to store somewhere. It's like somewhere, 20 to
0: so. 30 minutes I think. Yeah. Yeah. At least Phoenix 20.
2: Washington Courthouse Ohio.
4: So yeah, it's a good idea to to plan your your meals in general and your snacks and such to yeah because sometimes even when a restaurant is open sometimes everyone is suddenly going there because it's the only place to go so yeah
0: yeah i can't count the number of times that i have ordered a pizza or somebody has provided a pizza for me thank you to the people who have done mm-hmm. that in the past i always appreciate pizza that i have brought the leftovers back to my room and just eaten cold pizza That's <laughs> late that night a couple yeah. of nights later
4: yeah snack
0: oh, not a couple of nights i have personal rules of how long I'll let the, the, the fridges in there, you can put some stuff in them, but not like a pizza box, but like yes, I have absolutely gone back to my room at like 2 in the morning and just noshed on cold pizza because I was starving and I hadn't had time to eat that day. I will say this, like the food is pretty good honestly, the pizza there is pretty good I mean, it's, it's nothing life changing or amazing but the burgers are pretty good. The food that I've had in the restaurant has always been good. I've heard the breakfast buffet is really good, but I never make it for that, so...
4: What's breakfast.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Breakfast
4: you speak of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My breakfast is usually, oh God, and I'm gonna say it, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's macaroni and cheese.
4: Ah, oh, uh, damn it, Tara. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry, but they have macaroni and cheese. They're I little, feel like I'm least, on
2: alcoholic Pee-wee Herman right now.
0: Um, <laughs> definitely bring food, drink, snacks. Here's a food drink snacks question. Steve, are we having empanadas over here?
3: No, no, but James is actually working incredibly hard. James and and a, and a whole cast of other folks are working very, very hard on pizza mm-hmm. at the cabins for Skelly right. Night. Right. There's talk of a giant bowl of guacamole. There's a lot of stuff in the works. There's, there's definitely food in the works and drinks.
0: I mean, listen, then in that case all I'm going to say is your empanadas are part of Ice and Fire Con lore, history, now <laughs> award-winning
2: empanadas.
4: That's a contender for my favorite Skelly Night memory. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh,
2: you know what? I feel like I have to defend the Cuban sliders. Those were that's probably my favorite Skelly sliders. Oh, side.
3: those sliders. Yeah, those oh, sliders were great. So
2: good. What year was that? That was that 8 was- 19,
3: 18?
2: Oh, 19, I must have missed I, I must have missed them. Did you do like Very... Italian beef, 18? Yeah. And sliders, 19? Yeah, and then empanadas, 22? Folks, yeah. I remember Ice and Fire combo. by what I was eating at midnight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but only what you're eating that was provided <laughs> during Skelly
2: Night, apparently. Well, thank you, Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Other than cash and bringing food drinks snacks etc do you guys have
1: any other tips or tricks plan for any kind of weather because oh yeah yes. weather can happen
4: i was yes. gonna say exactly that i remember the oh, once again i might be mixing up the years but i think it was the first year that i went and the tournament which would have, i think would have been 18. Yep, it,
3: was it was like 18. windy and chilly yep,
4: it was like it was overcast freezing. windy oh yeah 50 degrees and whew, But then I remember less well the next year, but I remember 22, it was like sunny. I was like, man, I wish I had like an umbrella to block the sun or something. So it's a range of uh, what to expect. And that's probably the main time you really need to worry about it. I guess for the tournament. Mm
1: -hmm. Or if you you want to do a 5K run in the morning.
4: Oh,
2: that's (laughs) right. I was playing the Stark. I I remember the one year there was like, I think maybe 14. There was just like a bunch of miserable Northmen melting. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Also, like late at night, too. If you're walking to and from the cabins, if it's Mm, been raining, it's gonna be or or if you're standing around outside of the cabins, I literally have a pair of boots that are my ice and fire con boots. They're (laughs) crappy, like $20 Amazon moto boots, (laughs) and the fake leather is cracked all over the place. Like I wear those things nowhere else, and they still have mud caked on them from I'm pretty sure
1: Ice and Fire Con 2018 that reminds me if you, if you are in the cabins or planning to go to any of the cabin parties maybe if you have space in your bags a small flashlight cuz mm-hmm. yeah if you i mean your phone can work but you don't want to trip and accidentally break your phone so if you yes. have space for taking a small flashlight it is very dark in some areas going to the cabins
0: and also someone mentioned if you are in a cabin that is hosting a party, you'll run out of toilet paper. So if you're mm. in a cabin hosting a party, bring extra toilet paper. But also if you're not in a cabin but going to a cabin party Bring maybe, a present of toilet paper. Yes, bring a <laughs> present of toilet paper.
2: Does HBO like do like branded toilet paper with like little like three headed dragons on it?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I do you can get branded toilet paper because I caught a roll at Mardi Gras this year. So, yeah, I mean, if you're in a cabin, bring extra TP. And, and obviously the lodge will provide it, but it can be not the most, like, timely thing. And they're not going to bring it at 2 in the morning. So, yes, yeah, bring toilet paper, extra toilet paper for all the people. Like Oprah. Toilet paper <laughs> for you and toilet paper for you. Speaking of the weather, this is a weird thing that 2022 kind of turned on its head. In the past, odd years have been warm and sunny Even years have been the ones that have been Mm. cool and often rainy. I can literally pinpoint 2013 was hot, 2014 was. Not necessarily rainy. I think it got rainy on Saturday night, but it was cold that year. 2015, really warm and sunny all weekend. 2016, cold and rainy all weekend. Oh my God, 60 was was so cold. And that was in Virginia versus uh, Ohio too. So we were like, what the fuck? And then 2017 though at Mountain Lake in Virginia was really warm and sunny. So 2018 at Deer Creek, cold and rainy as Sean said. 2019 at Deer Creek, warm and sunny. And it it gets cooler at night, obviously. But then 2022, it was cold and rainy or cool and rainy Thursday and Friday. And then it was Mm. hot and sunny on Saturday. Honestly, I am not a superstitious person. But if I was, the fact that 2022, which was the year that was making up for both an odd year and an even year, (laughs) was (laughs) like, so who knows what to expect this year? Obviously, like Sean said, prepare for all weather. But also, it is isn't odd year so let's like uh, keep our fingers crossed honestly do not check the weather and plan anything that you do around the weather until like <laughs> a day or two before and then still bring backup stuff okay trust me on that any other tips and tricks
4: one thing that you might want to bring and I also wanted to uh, double check with you Tara too is I'm going to do a yoga I'm going to do a game of thrones song on ice and fire themed yoga mm-hmm. and I think you might have some mats that Reed and I brought a couple years ago I don't know if they got Saved in storage or anything, but... They definitely got saved. Uh, it'd be nice to have some extras, but if people just bring their own, or you could just do it on the floor, I guess, but...
0: I promise you, I will do my best. The problem is I'm not sure whether they were stored at my house or at Elena's house. I will be able to let you know where they are and how many we have probably by Monday or Tuesday of the week of ice and fire con so hopefully i will remember to make like a post like hey if you're interested in doing yoga sunday afternoon um, i mean to be honest like a hotel towel will do in a pinch but we should have mats i just have to figure out where they are because we didn't bring them last year because we still had like masks and more covid restrictions which i'll get into in a minute but we do definitely still have them they were not thrown away (laughs) i have a whole ass shed in my backyard in south carolina Mm -hmm. that the bottom of it is giant 12 foot skeleton and and yard stuff like lawnmower, leaf blower, all that shit. And then the whole top is ice and fire con shit. So it's it's not like it's hurting me to store things. It's it's mostly just like, hmm, where are they though? Mostly the issue is in past years, I can't take everything back with me we've had stuff stored in two separate places so it's more like finding where they are but yes yeah, so if you're coming and you are driving and you want to do yoga on Sunday afternoon I would suggest bringing your own yoga mat because the other thing is these have been in storage for a long time so I don't know they might how pretty
4: tight or stuck together yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: especially if they were in South Carolina in my shed but yes yeah, so very excited about yoga I'm kind of hoping I can make it this year because I'm gonna need it any any other tips and
4: tricks
3: so i guess mine is just more towards uh people in their first or second year maybe maybe this is your first time here we're all very nice people i I know it can be a little bit overwhelming like walking into such like a tight-knit community with like so many people that know each other so well Uh, but we're all super nice and we'll give you a big hug so don't be nervous about coming up and making a conversation and we're all very genuine very nice people so uh, don't be nervous come say hi
0: yeah, that was actually something someone in the discord was like, it's my first year. And I was like, you know, honestly, you'll see And actually, Dom, you were part of this conversation, too, because they were like, is it just the stuff that's on the schedule? Or is there extra stuff going on? And I was talking about how you will see people hanging out in the lobby or in the game room, just playing games or playing music or whatever, mm-hmm. or just hanging around in a group talking like do not ever hesitate to approach people Even if you don't know them, if you are comfortable with that, obviously, which I understand not everybody is, but I have never, ever heard a single person say, I approached a group of people who were playing a game or doing this or doing that and felt like I was shunted to the side everybody at this convention. And it's one of the things that saying I'm proud of it is weird because it's not about me, right? It's about the people at this convention as a whole. But I'm I'm proud of our community, I guess, for all being the type of people who are like, we don't know you, but you want to join our discussion? You want to join our game? Yeah, that's what we're all here for, right? To meet new people, to talk about this thing that we love so much. None of us knew each other when we went to Ice and Fire Con 2013, I knew a couple people from Dragon Con because there were a few people from Dragon Con who went that year. But they were like acquaintances at best. And I knew my friend Marty, who hasn't been in a long time, sadly, but who was a, an installation, let's say, for a long time at the convention. <laughs> and but I didn't spend my time with most of those people. Right? I spent it getting to know new people. The first afternoon at the first Ice and Fire Con, I can't remember what happened, but there was like some photo shoot thing that people were trying to go to and we were given wrong directions and people went to two different places and eventually like myself and these two other dudes who I'd never met before in my life ended up back at Ravenwood and nobody else was there yet. And I was like, fuck it. I'm opening a bottle of champagne and I'm sorry, drink. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I was trying not to mention it, but I knew I was going to have to eventually. I was like, hey, dudes, I don't know, who are definitely here for Ice and Fire Con, I'm opening a bottle of champagne. You want to go have mimosas in my cottage? Sure, yeah, let's like get to know each other and talk. And I mean, that was my first real experience at Ice and 2013 was just two people I had never met before in my life. And I was like, let's crack open some champ and uh, and do the thing. That's
1: um, uh, reminding me, the, the other memory that I was going to talk about was at Mountain Lodge. I think it was our first year there. We had late night games going on after all the events had been finished and people were just kind of, you know, going to cabins and partying, hanging out. In the main room, we still just had it open for, and we had a bunch of games out and there we just ended up with this giant table of us playing werewolf, And it went on until like 3 a.m., <laughs> might have Fire even been later, guy. but it was just, it was amazing. And I met so many people there. That's where I met a lot of the New York girls. Yeah, that night was just awesome. I mean, like I was surprised because usually I'm out at the parties, but now I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going to the parties. I'm having fun here. I
0: think that was also like Friday night of that year, so there was no power in the cabins. Oh, which was part of it.
2: There was a bonfire, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, but the bonfire had ended. The bonfire. Oh, the bonfire had ended. Yeah, and the, yeah, yes. we because I remember getting. this because I definitely stayed up till like four or five in the morning friday night of and firecon 2016 and yeah i, I was real hurt in the next
2: i definitely day. lost my voice at the bonfire singing the entirety of act one of hamilton from memory that seems like it's <laughs> foreshadowing something <laughs> sean what are you drinking
4: this is sambuca this is Ooh, my favorite alcoholic drink most people nice. to their nose up at it but i love it I have to hold myself back to not drink it like candy. You ever do the coffee beans floating on top? <laughs> you know, I don't normally do that, but a lot of times when you order it at a restaurant, they'll do yeah. that, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I actually we didn't ask what everybody was drinking.
4: I often I... have a more unusual mix of weird drinks, like a orange juice and Mountain Dew. You know, not necessarily even alcoholic, mm-hmm. but uh, but now I'm just going with sambuca. I rarely, okay. I don't drink that much anyway, but when I do, it's sambuca.
2: How about Mountain Dew Code Red, Bankster Berry Bang, and uh, Blueberry Naked Juice or something
0: <laughs> in true See fashion. I am drinking cheap red wine.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> what are you drinking? Dog, oh, the I
1: cherry. just got my
2: you can see it says ours is the Fury now. I'm With drinking Fernet and Coke like a Bravosi, I guess, like a right. like a like Fernet and Coke, like a like they drink in Lease.
4: Is Fernet is that? Does that have a similar sambuca flavor? I heard A little bit. Comparing a little bit. Recently. It's herbaceous. Yeah. 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 Mhm. I've never had that, but I should try it. For net to the con. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> well, actually now that we've gone through ours, Ashley and see. Oh, what I'm,
1: I'm a basic bitch. I, I got vodka and coke. <laughs>
0: I mean, normally I would be drinking vodka soda, soda water, but that involves having to bring like mixers and stuff into my (laughs) office. So, no, I'm just sticking with wine. What are you, Steve? What are you drinking?
3: Uh, I have a Marzen from the local uh, brewery. Drinking some beer.
0: So, news and specifics for Ice and Fire Con 2023. So, first of all, our Rona rules, as we're calling them obviously anybody who's bought a ticket has received the freaking email. (laughs) So hopefully there won't be any issues, but we are still requiring proof of vaccination or negative tests taken within 72 hours of arrival at registration. We are okay with a photo of your card as long as the name matches the name on your driver's license, because you do also have to show your driver's license. If it is a test, I didn't get any tests last year. I, everybody, I had had vaccination I got cards. A test last year, but at least one, you know, just make sure that there's a date on it, not a home test. Okay, y'all. To be completely honest, I have a not so sneaking suspicion that everybody will be vaccinated. Masks will not be required. This is honestly mostly due to the fact that we do not have the volunteer capabilities to be policing every room all the time. And also, there's no mask requirement in public areas. So we literally can't police that. So just be mindful if people want to wear masks. I absolutely do not believe that anybody at our convention would be like, why are you wearing a mask? If somebody wants to wear a mask, they can wear a mask. That said, we will have zero problem with social distancing. We didn't last year and we won't this year. I think there were like a couple panels last year that were very tightly packed. Those panels, the super popular panels, I'm pretty sure any iteration of those is going to be in the bigger room this year. So there will be more than enough room, I promise you, in terms of number of tickets we've sold versus number of seats we have in those rooms i would say with the exception of like the musical there will be no issue with social distancing for people who are on panels we still have a ton of mic covers so we're still providing disposable mic covers so you will not have to worry i would not say we will change those out but we will have a bag of mic covers on the stage so that they can be changed out by somebody between panels so if you're on a panel keep that in mind boring news aside I mean, I say boring, but also necessary. What's new or returning for the 10-year anniversary? And I'll be honest, I was very lazy about this list, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing things. As I mentioned earlier, we're doing Ice and Fire Con bingo on Thursday evening. I think it's scheduled for 7? I'm pretty sure it's scheduled for 7 p.m. Dom is hopefully going to be helping me with this because I need help with this. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be... All of the cards will be a mix of, like, generic general Game of Thrones House of the Dragon Saga of Ice and Fire references and specific Ice and Fire Con references. So if you're brand new to the convention, you do not have to worry about, like... Oh, I won't be able to cross these off. We're going to make them a mix of each. And I think it's going to be really fun. But also, if you're watching, I've already added. I mean, we've already talked about some things that we mentioned, like ermines, twinning, <laughs> Steve Cantu's empanada, his uh, squat year. So if you've been listening slash paying attention to this webcast then you have actually probably picked up some references and you are more than welcome if you attend bingo to cross those off even if you were not there if you know what we're talking about because you watch this webcast then hey we trust you right (laughs) so i'm I'm just i'm really excited about that because i think it's going to be a kind of hilariously silly ridiculous opening to the convention other new things the long summer larp event on saturday morning so, this is going to be like a mini LARP prior to the tourney. And it's when I say it's like Saturday morning, I think it starts at 10 a.m. I'll try to remember to put the link in the description for this video, but it's the longsummer.my.canva.site, which is a very long you know, thing I know, but it's a mini LARP that takes place 80 years after the events of Game of Thrones. And they will be handing out like little character sheets or whatever, right at the start Our long time, long time volunteer Shelby is running it. She's also helped with the tourney a lot. So we're really excited that she's bringing this like really cool little mini event to the convention where like, if you really want to immerse yourself in that aspect of things we have that and then the theme for flea bottom fet is also new which we'll talk about a little bit obviously we have new panels and everything but we always have new panels so those are the new things i can think about for this year
4: just a quick thought i had earlier you said something about someone asking is it just the stuff that's scheduled or is there other stuff too like how much more do you need the stuff that's scheduled is going (laughs) to fill your days (laughs) There is other stuff too, which is also fun and exciting. But man, it's there's (laughs)
1: always spontaneous stuff going on around.
0: Every year we have this weird mix of like people who send us like thoughts on the convention. And there are like some people who are like, There's there's not enough. Give us more stuff. And then there's also a lot of people who are like, There's too much, make it less. And I'm like, I I can't (laughs) do both guys. As of right now, I think those are the biggest new things for. The 10 year anniversary but we also were bringing back some old things mostly panels from 2013 including a waking life panel about dreams and westeros and what they might mean uh, to the story as a whole supernatural westeros which is gonna focus on The obvious things, like the supernatural parts of of the series, dragons and ghosts and children of the forest and others, all of that. And then incest in Westeros, a.k.a. Incesteros. (laughs) And actually, I'm going to say this right now. There's not that many people watching. But there's enough that I'm adding this to the bingo card. Damie was a ship. Damie, the OG 2013. Inception.
2: Yeah, I forgot about Damie.
0: <laughs> That's Daenerys and Jamie, by the way.
4: By the way, I think I'm on all three of those panels. Even though I wasn't there yeah. in 2013. So.
0: <laughs> hey, you were one of those people that was like checking off all the panels you're interested in. I'm like, yeah. okay, yes, 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 yes. I want to yes. do
4: all the panels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, again, well, I, I actually think you're right. I'm pretty sure – I know you're on Incestoros, Um And then there's also Bad Boys and Mean Girls. The Bad Boys and Mean Girls that we love to hate, hate to love, whatever. Uh, Cersei, Sandor, Sandor. Literally, like, 90% <laughs> of the characters, honestly. <laughs> Littlefinger. They're panels that we're bringing back, and it's, it's just the general panel idea. And to be completely honest, I'm super excited about these panels this year because when we did them in 2013, we had a very limited number of people to be on the panels, we didn't Literally really have just look because... panel room either.
2: No, no we had very limited uh, acoustics.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. The incest in Westeros one was at nine o'clock or something, eight, eight or nine o'clock on I think Saturday night. Our, our panel bar. room in was the bar. The bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had some in the Great
1: Hall, which
2: in also the Great hall, yeah, the which was a lot of shouting.
1: Were, were horrible. You couldn't hear anything in there.
4: I imagine opinions have evolved. Insight and opinions, and even straight yeah. knowledge, has evolved a oh, lot yeah. since then. Also, so.
1: Ara mm-hmm. totally. called out the show way back when with Sansa. Oh yeah. We oh, yeah. were all like, "It's not going to happen. They would never do that."
0: I didn't quite call it out that way. What I did was I called it out as I thought that they were going to make Roz Jane.
2: Oh yeah.
0: And then they killed Roz. Basically, marry they were going to make Sansa. Roz the redheaded sex worker from the north, the fake Sansa, and marry her to Ramsay Bolton. Oh, so yes, oh, I know instead of books, doing it, Arya. Yeah, okay. instead yeah. of it being Arya. So I thought they were going to do that, and obviously so they killed Roz, and then they just did the thing with Sansa. But when the whole thing with Sansa happened. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, I called that in 2013. And I
1: I was one of those people, when you were saying that theory, I'm just like, no, they would never do that. That's
2: not going to
0: happen. (laughs) Even as I was saying it, I hated it, okay? But I was like, what are they doing with Roz? Why are they making her so important and making her actually know Sansa? whatever anyway yes sean you are entirely correct there is so much mm-hmm. that has changed i mean especially with like the incest in westeros panel all yeah. of the stuff with fire and blood and House has the dragon is totally new so i totally trust the people that we put on all these panels honestly that's why you're on a lot of them because i know that you will be like prepared and knowledgeable yeah i'm, I'm really excited about bringing these subjects back and seeing them more filled out and also in a actual room with microphones (laughs) (laughs) and being recorded and whatnot so yeah a lot of returning panels and
2: can i share a panel memory if it's an excuse to get everyone to drink yeah sure so when we did the uh waking uh life dreams in westeros panel in 2013 i went to interpretation of dreams by sigmund freud and like printed out a list of everything that could be a penis if it shows up in your dreams and if anyone has seen pain is pleasure that's what we're talking about when that video starts is is that we are going over we're like a flaming sword a chevron uh and then someone says a cigar and then the video starts so there's (laughs) your pain is pleasure tara
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I avoided putting that as one of my favorite memories, just to not have to
2: drink. I yeah, I don't. I can't list that as a memory
4: because <laughs> you can't remember it. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, if anybody wants to see pain as pleasure, you can enjoy it in the virtual Ice and FireCon 2021. Bad fanfic panel. Oh, yes. Which also, to be fair, the Virtual Ice and on 2021 bad fanfic readings, that whole panel was freaking hilarious. Quiplash also great. But Quiplash is one of those things that if you're not there live, I think it's like not as hilarious to watch after the fact. But like... The bad fanfic, I watched it the other night because I was like, I need <laughs> virtual, like I need virtual con memories, right? For the best memories or top memories list for the yearbook. So I watched the whole thing and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about 99% of this, <laughs> <laughs> including the fact that the whole pain is pleasure. Again, sorry. <laughs> oh, but, damn uh, it, oh, shit. <laughs> is in there. So we're going to talk about the schedule for this year a little bit and say what we all- are excited for the most at ice and fire this year so if you want to go first sean in case you need to drop off what are you most excited for this year
4: part of saying what i'm most excited for this year makes me want to talk about other great memories from the past i'll focus in on the faceless men because that's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing and i think today is the last day to sign up so yep. anyone out there listening hasn't signed up yet do it now for me at least to add this whole extra element of fun this sort of like ongoing interactive thing that's happening but it's also like, I don't know, as these elements of excitement, there's like these fun moments that happen between you and other people and other people and each other. And uh, I would definitely recommend people sign up for that. And I'm looking forward to it. FET, I like to dance. I go by Dancing Sean for a reason. So I'm particularly sure. looking forward to The FET. The musical is just an amazing highlight. I, I, I'm just, i just I mean, I'm telling you guys, I'm coming to tears watching the musicals you guys put together. I cannot believe the amount of effort and creativity and and cleverness and boldness, I guess, it's required to put that all together. I love it, and I'm so thankful for it. It's part of my favorite memories in the past, and what I'm looking forward to going into this tournament. I'm just going to name everything. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should sign off after this. I think, Terry, you're like slow rolling the announcements about the different events going on.
0: Yeah, you you guys can talk about Mm -hmm. things I haven't, like, announced or whatever if you know stuff about them. The FET, I actually messaged the FET planning group, which includes Dom, (laughs) the other night. So we are working on that. I'm hoping I will have some better, clearer information on that by, like, next weekend. We'll get into this when we talk about parties. It is a masquerade, though, so I'll say that.
4: Yes, I didn't know that much. Anyway, Mm -hmm. thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited about the con coming up and seeing all you and all the other regulars and all the other new people. And I, I think like Steve said earlier, please say hi to me. Don't be intimidated. And also I want to preemptively apologize for anyone whose name I forget, or <laughs> a lot of times that's part of the cons too. You meet like 20 people in one hour and as yeah. hard as you try or as much <laughs> as you care, it's hard to, to remember them all 24 hours later, much less a year later, but I, yeah. I'll do my best. I apologize if I forgot your name. And if you forgot my name, just ask. I won't embarrass you. Please don't embarrass me. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you so right. much for joining us, Sean. Have a lovely night. Tell Rita we say hi, obviously. Oh,
4: I will. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. Everybody else, what are you guys most excited for at Ice and Fire Con this year?
2: I think I am excited for House of the Dragon to be, like, represented there's been a couple people in the past who have like done cosplays of that era. I remember there've been like an Alicent and a Renira before. I I, I did Cregan Stark once. You know, there's been. Uh, I think someone's done an Amond once. But I'm excited for like to see everyone's House of the Dragon cosplays. That's uh, like I think the just people dressing up like the dances. I'm most excited just to gawk and go, oh, cool, a Harwin Strong or whatever.
0: Yeah, the mashups and or like vague House of the Dragon cosplays are definitely going to be a big thing. Okay, schedule wise, though. Schedule wise.
2: Oh, please. schedule wise. Bingo sounds really fun. And leave it to me to be like, oh, I'm really excited about uh, Bingo because we get to like teach the lore to the newcomers. But I'm very excited about Bingo.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We wanted to ask Ashley her favorite things, but Ashley can't make it. this year. Well,
1: I'm excited to uh, find out what you guys do with the musical.
0: Yeah. It's a a new opening song.
2: Yes. Which I've not even heard.
0: Yeah. And so we're doing Queens again, but we've added a good bit of stuff. Oh, yeah. For me, definitely bingo. Honestly, I'm very excited about bingo. And the Queens reprise again, just because especially it's like it was with Westeros where you did it once. So, you know, certain things, right? Mm -hmm. You know what works, you know timing on certain things, whatever. Yes, there's new things added, but I'm really excited about being able to do it again and hopefully bigger and better. Mm-hmm. like we did with Westeros. I mean, not hopefully it's definitely bigger and better in some ways. And I think it's going to be bigger and better in other ways. We're going to have a bigger stage this year for one, for sure. Cause that was something that last year I had to ask them to add stage to it like last minute. Cause they apparently misinterpreted my, this is how much stage I want and it mm-hmm. still wasn't enough. So we will have a deeper stage and more backdrops and whatever. So at the very least there's that. So I, I, I'm really excited to be a part of that, turning out bigger and better, and also the masquerade-themed Saturday Night Dance, which we'll get into in a minute when we talk about parties. But Steve, what about you?
3: I mean, that's what I was going to lead with, the Saturday Night Party. That That's always something huge for me, and then also Skelly, of course, and then, uh, I, I guess, uh, Bingo which I honestly didn't even know about. I am so excited for now that we've been talking about it and uh. there's
0: gonna be prizes too and everything. So I'm just I'm really I'm stupid excited about it. I just have to make sure it gets um <laughs> put together properly. Which is one of the eight thousand million things I have to do. All right. Parties and late night activities. Oh, gosh, Ah. (laughs) y'all. So we're going to start with the unofficially, officially unofficial Skelly Party on Thursday night. I'm never involved in the planning of this, okay? So... Mm -hmm. There should be skelly tequila and there will be skeleton costumes. If you've never been to the convention, it takes place at the cabins. And when I say it's the unofficially official, unofficial, I mean, it's unofficial. Okay. Like this is not technically part of the schedule, but (laughs) it's definitely happening. Food wise. I hear there's new food. You said earlier, Steve.
2: Walk maybe. I think no, James glad. James Lively has, like, scientifically figured out the fastest way to make a pizza. And he's just <laughs> yeah. going to be cranking, like, just cranking them out all Thursday. So, he's a personal Blaze Pizza.
0: I do like Blaze Pizza.
2: It's just how fast, I think it's a similar thing, where he just, like, throws it in, takes it out, he has it, like, no need pizza crust, and he just goes boom, boom, boom.
0: Ashea is helping with Skelly with Tommy. Our yeah. lovely friend Tommy. How Go do you
2: describe for a newcomer, like, how costumes at Skelly work? Anything Ooh. skeleton related? It so, doesn't have to be, yeah.
3: Also, there, there, there's a it's it's almost like a themed skelly this year. So Targaritaville is the theme. So anything anything like in that ballpark is game, there's a lot of explain really explain top- what
1: that is. <laughs> yeah, Targarito. Targaritaville.
2: Targaritaville.
3: Was it, was, yeah,
2: was, it, wasting away like, again in Targaritaville. Waste, yeah. Looking for my lost jar of wildfire. <laughs>
3: I'm absolutely skeleton for sure. I'm actually wearing a Blackhawks hoodie with a like the skull and then the Blackhawks feathers, which maybe we'll do that unofficial panel at unofficial Skelly of the origins of Skelly, how, how that whole debacle started.
0: We also often have people dress as David S. Pumpkins.
3: Mm hmm. It's yeah. been at
0: least two people in the past. So Jack Skellington's
1: come out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, Jack oh, Skellington. Yeah.
0: Yes, Keith was Jack Skellington one year.
2: That being said, I've never dressed like a skeleton and I've had a great time every year. Yeah. I normally oh, yeah. Appreciate- you do not have yeah. to
1: dress up as anything.
2: Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to be wearing like the Damon costume I'm wearing during the day. Yeah. You know?
1: Like most of us, we just want an excuse to dress up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's some really, really thoughtful people in. Uh, in the, that whole Skelly group that are that are working really hard and just doing some super cool things for Skelly Night. It's going to be a blast. So, like, for sure show up.
0: I actually still have a fucking giant skeleton head in my closet in South Carolina. Because <laughs> Dean shipped it to me and wore it in 2019. And it never made it
1: back to California. In, in the past, I've brought uh, Skelly-themed cups and handed them out, you know, uh, for ice, a podcast of Ice and Fire branding on it. There's I going to be Skelly-themed I've heard cups. that rumor. Uh, there, there, a lot of people tend to bring things to hand out at Skelly Night, I've noticed. Be it mm-hmm. cups or jello shots. Mm-hmm. It's another popular thing. Or just shots. <laughs> yes yeah
2: sliders empanadas pizza
1: (laughs) (laughs) really is kind of a community effort that has like not even like official event it's not the con the con doesn't like we don't like look for volunteers (laughs) to be like hey do you want to like it's it's like no it just people just like yeah we want to have a party it just happens
2: we might be dressed like whites but we're acting like the free folk and we're all taking care of each other
0: then we've got post musical karaoke so that's less a party and more of a late night activity
2: oh but it's a party
0: yeah it'll start around like 9 p.m on friday Mm -hmm. night hopefully this year the projector will actually be working
2: oh my god some people please find wood and knock on it right now just as
0: last year was the worst year to have technical difficulties and it was the year we had all the technical difficulties but at least it worked for the musical but it still didn't work for like david j peterson's panels which no, was horrible. oh that was sad yes uh hopefully the projector doesn't just randomly break like it did last year hopefully karaoke will be back to its full form with lyrics on the projector this year and it'll be a blast definitely if you write filk bring your filk lighting in the room isn't gonna be great so have it on your phone or like a device or something where it's lit up that you can see it you're not gonna be able to put the lyrics on the projector that's gonna be a music only Mm -hmm. thing unfortunately but we always 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 want to hear your filk songs at karaoke or literally anytime throughout and there's always
1: a bunch too so don't be like oh i'm gonna be the only one bringing yes no no it's a thing
0: exactly saturday night The Flea Bottom Fet is masquerade themed this year. You do not have to wear a mask, okay? Obviously, encouraged, but not required. We're all going to meet. I'm not quite sure where yet. Originally, I said Scarlet Oak, but I think it might actually be outside. But I will post the meeting place well before the convention, well before this happens. If you are interested in participating in the pre-masquerade parade which is just literally going to be whoever wants to participate parading with apparently snare drums involved from point a wherever it is to the, the normals to yes i know we're it's say. the
2: seafood buffet all over again
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh speaking of which if you're listening to this and have never been to the convention that's another thing that will be going on bingo seafood buffet so we will be parading from point A to the main programming room. You are not required to participate. And actually, it would be great if not everybody does participate yeah. because we're going to be throwing things. Mm-hmm. Like, this audience. is going to be a full-on parade. We are going to be throwing beads. We are going to be throwing other things that I'm not going to mention because there is surprise. But there will be snare drums, apparently, leading the parade. <sighs> and there will be throws and... Yes, it will be a fun time. So that will start. It's on the schedule, but I believe the parade starts at like 9 or 9.15. It's on the schedule, and we will also obviously announce it throughout the convention to remind people in person because I feel like that's the best way to remind people. Also, apparently, A'Shea ordered Ooh. beads, too. So <laughs> just plan on some some shenanigans. Real quick, special Ice and Fire Con activity reminders. The tournament. Oh, gosh, the tournament. It's LARP sword fighting and stick horse jousting. And what stick horse jousting is, you and your opponent are on either sides of a ring. And Shelby says, come prepare to boop and be booped. And that is what it is. You have a literal stick horse, like a children's toy stick horse between your legs. And you have to gallop across the circle with a pool noodle in your hand. And whoever gets the first hit is the one who wins that bout. Okay, It's absolutely stupidly hilarious and a lot of fun. I literally participated in the tournament once by mistake. That's right. (laughs) My uh, significant other at the time, he was the DJ for Flea Bottom Fed that night and his computer kick the bucket and he was having to redo his entire playlist for Flea Bottom mm-hmm. Fett so he could not make it to his tournament thing and I was like I will fight in his honor <laughs> and it was a mess <laughs> I had fun so so yes the tournament is so much fun super hilarious the performance contest which is only a thing that happened because originally we had a, a costume contest at 2013 <laughs> at fire Com. <laughs> and then we tried it again at 2014, I some fire firetime and then both years, Dom won and was voluntold to run a performance contest. I ate a chicken. What, was <laughs> a, what did you do the first year? You did a, a Robert Baratheon speech, I way. did
2: that monologue that I practiced. I did, uh, mine was some tolly boy at the Battle of Summerhall. Horse took an arrow, I had to go the rest of the way on foot, trudging through the mud. Yeah, I did that. I did that whole thing. He says to Jamie and Barristan.
0: So if you missed the very beginning of this webcast, Dom was talking about how he like found the Ice and Fire Con message boards, which we do not have anymore and only lasted (laughs) for like a year. And myself, apparently, and some other guy who was talking about cosplaying Robert Baratheon were talking about how you had to prepare a monologue.
2: No, no. It would be fun if you did and I took it as you had Uh, to because I am extra.
0: okay. So, yeah, I was to say, I don't think we ever said anybody had to do anything, but so... So Dom prepared a monologue, so I'm pretty sure you won, like, best in show that year. I think we gave you- You, like, you
2: invented a- We
0: invented a a a category (laughs) to give you something
2: for memorizing a monologue, yeah.
0: And then the next year, he shows up as Tormund with a whole ass roasted chicken (laughs) in his hand and eats the chicken on stage as he's giving the Tormund monologue to someone cosplaying as Jon Snow. Yeah,
2: the whole Sheila the Bear monologue
0: oh god it was so good and
2: and then year three was uh the mountain that rhymes this is ice and fire con lore because year three i did a whole gregor clegane rap and then year four Mo did sandor's diss track at gregor Cle- clegane year five the cleganes did a rap battle moderated by kyburn and at that point we're like <laughs> next year we're just doing a whole musical <laughs>
0: yep pretty much pretty much so the evolution we've had people read poems we've had people play guitar last year there was a scene between it was a liana and robert scene done like in the dark with scad from davos fingers and Britt from
2: brit from queens
0: (laughs) from queens Also, Scad did the whole Broken, Broken, man. Broken Man monologue in 2018. So Scab was the winner in 2018 with his Broken Man monologue. Also in 2018, literally composed the Floppy Fish song, uh, <laughs> volunteer slash longtime attendee Michael G. Last year, the winner was Lakota.
2: <sighs> oh, magical.
0: Who memorized and performed Daenerys's entire Dothraki and Valyrian speech. And did it so well that David J. Peterson, who was in the next room at his table just chilling, popped into the doorway to watch Lakota give (laughs) the speech. I mean, it was. If
1: anyone doesn't know who that is, he wrote the languages. Yes. He
2: looked like a proud father. It was so sweet.
0: (laughs) It was like, how could we possibly give the award to anybody else? But this year, because of what happened last year, we are going to be doing a single person award and a group award. It's really hard to compare the two. Yeah, like
1: we've had the Moulin Rouge.
2: That was tight.
0: <laughs> it was like, of course you guys did this this year when we still only have, like we were still only planning on giving one award. And it has to go to the girl who did a literally perfect performance of the speech that Daenerys gave in season eight. Game of Swag, by the way. I don't think we've really mentioned this at all, but Game of Swag is back. And what Game of Swag is, is that you hide, I mean, let's be real, they don't necessarily have to be a swap or Game of Thrones themed items around the convention, but that's what makes the most sense. So you hide them around Deer Creek. Now, I will say this. We do have to have some rules about Game of Swag just because we don't own deer creek right so no alcohol i know some people last year were like really wanting to do that but no alcohol please <laughs> because there might be children around what we ask you to do is to add some sort of sticker or tag to whatever you're hiding that says hashtag game of swag something right hashtag guys some firecon is fine too like something that denotes it as being obvious that it's hidden for somebody to pick up and not just an item laying around because Mm -hmm. i'll be honest as organizer i know there are official ice and fire con things get they get like left around we ask people to tag them the general rules are again please do not create or hide any swag that is super nsfw not safe for work This isn't even just NSFW, but also, like, do not hide anything that features hate speech or bullying or go against our zero tolerance policy. We did not have a problem with this last year. I don't believe we'll have a problem with this this year, but this is Zasov G.O.T., but beyond our rules that state don't be a jerk, keep in mind that. Again, Deer Creek employees or other people who come to the state park might stumble across things. So be careful. If you can, if you're on social media, that you post the swag you're going to hide in the Ice and Fire Con Facebook group or in the Game of Swag channel in the Ice and FireCon Discord or post it on Twitter and tag it like Ice and FireCon Game of Swag. That said, while you're welcome to hide promotional swag, do not post any outside links or ask for people to PM you. In your post about what you're hiding like that's not what this is for this is like if you have a podcast right like ashley's podcast advice and fire we obviously history of westeros comes to confession you guys would always be welcome to hide branded things just do not like ask for people to go to links or whatever that's just better safe than sorry if you hide swag again make sure to label it with something that says game of swag attach a small sticker or a piece of paper Keep in mind that while you're welcome to leave swag that supports your own endeavors, no one who finds swag is required to follow or promote you on social media or Facebook. If you find swag, don't keep it if you're not gonna actually enjoy it, okay? Like if you find swag and you're like, eh, okay, don't take it just because it's swag. Leave it for somebody else who might enjoy it more, I think is is the important thing to note. Ashea is saying they will be hiding swag that includes a house of Westeros or history of Westeros sticker and other house items. Of house of Westeros. House of Westeros. That's
2: right. Our- <laughs> you're just House <laughs>
0: of Westeros now. Mother of the House <laughs> of Westeros. <laughs> Shelby also said hiding things that are larger than a coin size. Otherwise, they will randomly get lost. I'm not sure where that warning comes from, but yes. <laughs> just general oh. reminders you're not entitled to swag. Again, no promos, ads, sales, spams, or attendee run giveaways. Like, while we encourage you to hide items such as stickers, <laughs> pins, et cetera, that promote your work, excessive self promotion, spam, and ads are not allowed. So, like, yes, obviously, History of West has stickers and stuff. Please hide those, right? Just don't be excessive about it in terms of if you're somebody who wants to promote an Etsy store or something, you're welcome to put a link or whatever, but don't expect anything from it. This is a give-and-take situation. Do not post or comment about trading things that's rude, like somebody saying, I found this thing, but I don't want it. Just leave it where it is and let somebody who wants it find it, okay? No outside links, asks, or offers to be sent swag are allowed. I think these are all general like common sense things and we didn't have any problems last year and I found two swag things. There were things I was like on the lookout for that I didn't find that I was upset about but I found some really great swag last year.
1: There was so much. Like I I was not expecting to find anything and like people were finding stuff left and right. (laughs) I had two little bags and uh, they were gone by the first day. Oh
0: yeah, people are nuts about swag, so. (laughs) This is the last but not least thing. We're gonna go into cosplay real quick. What do we think will be the popular cosplay? Oh,
1: the It's gonna be nothing but white hair.
2: And the stray Allison. <laughs> There'll be a bunch of Allisons too.
3: Crabby Crab. things. I think. Crab. Right.
0: Yes, crabs. Yes, I agree with that. So much crabs.
3: Maybe someone will dress as the city of Chicago. <gasps>
2: <laughs> and I'm done. Purpose.
0: Speaking of cosplay, what are we all cosplaying this year, if anything? I, I mean, I know, Ashley, you're not. <laughs> are we sure we can't like somehow like crowdfund a plane ticket for you? <laughs> Just get you there. You can stay in my hotel room
2: i'll be mischievous hoodie damon one day i'll be like episode 10 like the red and black damon all day saturday and now that it's not like a big surprise i think i'm just gonna be wearing my year on costume around all day friday for the musical so people can stop me and go your shoes are amazing which was <laughs> meant so much
0: <laughs> you don't really cosplay steve so yeah, not
2: too much Ah, but one time Steve did dress like uh, Ario Hota, Oreo
3: armor. Oreo
0: Hota.
2: I thought
1: it was Brota.
0: Oreo
3: Brota. That that was was. was both. Yeah, you did them both. But Brota
2: was the one who carried me over his shoulder back to my cabin when I went back out. (laughs) Oreo
0: Brota is a great Ice and Fire con bingo reference, Joseph. Yeah,
3: the beer bong attached to the X. Unbowed, unbent, unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable.
0: That was the year that we just bought, like, I'm sorry guys, but bottles of champ.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm out.
0: laughs> or brought them. I'm not sure which one it was, but we were just drinking champagne at Flea Bottom Fet with Steve in his unbowed, unbent, unbelievable shirt. And
1: I was doing punk uh, wildling from beyond yes. the wall in yeah. New York, Canada. And
0: Keith was like <laughs> Jamie Lannister, and I was. Some sort
3: of you guys like were like glammed out, yeah, something like that. Yeah, right? some I
0: was, sort of uh, I was,
2: I was fuckboy Illyrio trying to like.
3: Oh, that was the best.
2: Yo, okay, I have a friend. Are you muscular and do you ride horses? Because she might want to meet
1: you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of cosplay, uh, what I'm cosplaying this year, haha, that's hilarious.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> being an organizer has made me realize cosplay is kind of not a necessity
0: anymore. I yeah. What did you do last year? You just dressed as like a maester with a weird yeah. mustache all weekend.
1: It was funny. I just yeah, I was uh... on a mustache and bought a like twenty dollar robe from Amazon, and I was like, I can't do anything else. I'm too busy.
2: Ash, what was that costume? Because I know what it was in my head, and it was very elaborate, but I'm not sure what it was intended to be.
1: A maester from um, the island that is the colorful beards. Please? Because my hair yeah. was Tyrosh. My, my Yes, Tyrosh. I was Tyrosh- okay, Tyrosh. Because my hair was pink that year, so I was just, yeah. Because like, you had the
2: pink hair, I thought you were like the the Rogare spring, and people, and you were like had the sinister mustache, and like the Targaryens weren't supposed to trust you.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it was easy. I, I just threw <laughs> on a mustache and put on a maester's robe. <laughs>
0: So yeah, as an organizer, I will be wearing some sort of skelly onesie thing on like Thursday. It. I will probably stay in Cersei stuff on Friday night. I really was going to buy a Green Man thing with History of Westeros. I'm still like debating this for the tourney. But also, I don't know if I want to wear it. I don't know if I want to wear a onesie. I don't know. So we'll see about that. I'll give you a hint about one of the things I'll be wearing and it's that I'll be causing mischief, but you won't even know it's me because you totally won't recognize me when I'm wearing it at all. Listen, it's a it's a fucking it's a fucking daemon cloak.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I am wearing that to Skelly. I think it it is very like episode four. Skelly is episode four of House of the Dragon, and I'm just gonna wear the mischief cloak around.
0: <laughs> it's just yeah. mischief cloak. It's just mischief. Yeah. I have like other random things that I am bringing with me, and it's gonna honestly depend on whether or not I feel like.
1: I'm gonna let you in on one of my Dragon Con costumes and if I can convince a certain significant other to let me go to Ice and Fire Con this year, I'd bring it. But it's Mima Meemaw, <gasps> Meemaw! Oh Mima! <my> <laughs> because awesome. I, I, I have a, a dragon mask and i put on the big glasses and the Aww. curly hair and, and be like, Visenya, no, don't don't eat the child, and I'll be like, What was that? Eat the child? this doesn't taste very dornish Senya.
0: (laughs) any last thoughts guys
2: just excited maybe i could have stayed on the sidelines like the other smart boys
0: (laughs) but you got voluntold but i
2: got voluntold you know and now maybe his wife would be making him miserable maybe his sons would be ingrates and maybe he'd be waking three times the night to piss into a bowl
0: I can't believe I've known y'all for <laughs> ten years okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy.
2: Yeah, I've known I've known Tara so long they were like blasting SIGs at the first ice and fire con, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not just that, but like I've known you since God, you were like 22 or 23. I
2: was 20, yeah, 23.
0: Oh, baby. <laughs> and ashley was just still living in can canadia like not
2: tara you met me in my first year of my masters
0: i'm sorry all the chicago boys and i'm sorry i said chicago but like for those of you who are watching this who have not been around as long as we all have in my organizer letter at the beginning of the yearbook i kind of went into this like i have met some of the fucking best people in my life my best friends and i might only see some of you once a year mostly steve i only see once a year i see ashley and dom like at least twice a year now but i mean seriously like i know that there are so many people who come to this convention from facebook groups who've they've they've been like friends on facebook you know in these groups and stuff or on reddit or whatever for so long and then they finally get to meet in person and my only goal with this convention ever was to create a place where everybody no matter who you are where you come from who is interested in game of thrones or or song of ice and fire can be there and find new people no matter how shy you are no matter how i
1: I know i've said this in the past but like my first year the the seating for like the food it was really tight like there was no extra spots it was like only one spot for everyone attending, and I was just there standing with my plate, not knowing where to go, and then someone just was like, hey, you want to come join us? Come come sit here, because they saw that I was so nervous and didn't know what to do, because I didn't want to go join a group of people that I didn't know, because I went there by myself, and I'm shy, so I mean, like, it, it sounds like we're, like, an in-group here, like, just talking about our favorite mm-hmm. memories, but we just want to be friends with everyone.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I always tell people that uh, I, that ice and fire con cons, but ice and fire con specifically is like a cheat code to making adult friendships. Like <laughs> yep. people say it's like so hard to make like like new friends as an adult. I'm just like I know a place. Sometimes more than a friend.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: Are you talking yeah. about, talking about me and Dom here?
0: <laughs> no, we're talking about you and Tommy. Yeah, we're
3: like yeah, Tommy. we're like bread brothers
2: or like blood brothers, but it's bread brothers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to really just reiterate for anybody who has been watching this, because I know there's some new people who have been watching this or who might watch it or listen to it after the fact who are new, please do not hesitate to approach people. If it's me, I'll be completely honest. There is a small chance that I'll be like, Hey, I got to run to a thing. Cause I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> running to a thing, but I will never like brush you off in any sort of manner other than, yes, I am so happy to meet you and please, please, please approach me later when I am not running to a thing um, or I will try to find you because I have actually, like, I do actually do that. If, if it's somebody who approaches me when I'm busy, I will absolutely try to find them later and yeah. talk to them. Do not be afraid to talk to or approach anybody at this convention because I really, I've never heard any complaints About that, we are all here to just be together. And yes, this came about because I did a drinking con webcast, and Steve was like, "I want to be part of this, but I don't go to drinking con or Dragon con. I don't go to drinking con. I don't go to Dragon con." And I was like, "Okay,
1: we'll
0: do one for we'll do one for Ice and Fire con, just so you can be part of this. I love everybody at this convention. I do. I really do. I'm super excited for this year. I am hoping it lives up." to my 10 year anniversary expectations but either way we're gonna have some really good times and I love all of you guys so much I really do the people on this webcast but also everybody who has been in the chat who has popped in who new people I know like there's a couple of people from um, the discord who I do not know in person who are new this year please trust that we're all here for you all right any last thoughts now that I've like emotional myself out
2: to take it back to year one you can't out hodor a hodor
0: oh that is actually oh, that also is... Oh, definitely one. something that's going in ice and fire con bingo well i you think can't it's hodor you, a
1: hodor you can't hodor a hodor
2: oh sorry for being extra i'm trying to out hodor the hodor yeah <laughs>
1: Are you guys bringing back the, the drinking game? That should be oh, I mean, project. it's always
0: there, but nobody ever there. plays it anymore because it's dangerous. Oh.
2: Yeah, because That's dangerous. True. Oof.
0: Fuck the board game tournament. We need to have a drinking, <laughs> a drinking Game of Thrones board game tournament. And if oh, you God. have never heard of this, don't worry, you're not alone. It's a very niche thing. It's not just like some fireground, but it's a very niche thing, and it's very freaking dangerous. It, yes, yeah. it is it, very
2: it dangerous. Possibly get rug burnt. Oh,
0: get rug burnt.
1: Now I know that we need
0: to bring back the Game of Thrones drinking game. Like, I need to push the Game of Thrones drinking game. Like, people, y'all need to play this, please. Oh, yeah. Please don't make us from the old school years be the only ones who played this shit.
2: Oh, just with a with a case of hams, like the good old days. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: As we close out this episode, I just want to give a shout out to the Geek Saga Entertainment Heroes here, patron, and also an Ice and FireCon attendee, Tommy, of the TKOK Podcast Network. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you guys again for joining us for The Thirst of the First Men. Keep a weather eye out for our post Ice and Fire Con hangover webcast, which will happen mid-May-ish. I have not scheduled this yet, but it will happen.
2: We'll still it be hungover. over?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, we okay. will. But yes, it will happen mid may I'm sure. so. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a lovely day. Goodbye.
3: See you soon. Thank you
0: for listening to the Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out other Geek Saga entertainment endeavors, including the Sagas and Sass webcast and podcast and Ice and Fire Con.